Welcome to the Grow Your Independent Consulting Business Podcast. I'm Melissa Lieberman, a fellow IC and business coach. On this podcast, I teach you to become a consistently booked independent consultant without becoming a pushy salesperson or working 24-7. If I can do it, you can too. Listen on to find out how. Welcome to this week's episode number 127 of the Grow Your Independent Consulting Business Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. And today we're going to dive into a topic that comes up quite frequently in some form or fashion with almost every independent consultant that I work with. And that is the pitfall of what I call the make it work business model. So I'm going to talk with you about what that is and why you want to avoid it, what the impacts are, and then what the alternative is, what to do about this situation if you're in it, which likely you are in some way. So that's what we're going to be focusing in on today. Before we dive in, I just have to share the kids literally left for school, all three of them, first day of school. So kind of bummed that the summer is over. It's been really cold here in Colorado. And as I've shared with you, we spent a good chunk of it either practicing for swim meets or going to swim meets. Kind of feels like the summer was short, but I'm also really excited to be back into more of a school routine and back focused a lot more on the business out of my, what I call the skeleton routine. So with that, let's talk about kind of where this concept came from, the make it work business model, give you a little bit of the inspiration behind this episode, and then we'll talk about the agenda and dive into the actual content itself. But where this has come from is I work with a wide range of independent consultants and small boutique consultancies. And in that work, what I've noticed, one theme across whether you're brand new or you know, in the millions or multiple million dollar range, what I've noticed is this challenge that comes up for a lot of us, which is as a consultant, you can pretty much make anything work. You can figure anything out. You can figure out how to solve basically any problem, whether you solve it directly or get help solving it. You know how to solve problems. That's what you do as a consultant. But Oftentimes, that comes back to bite us when we're running our business because we can make anything work. And so that is kind of the theme from which we run our businesses. And it ends up creating what I like to call the Franken model, the Franken model of business. I'll give you a couple of examples here that were inspiration to this episode in working with consultants who have been in business for a long time, maybe you know toward the million dollar range in their business or even beyond that. What I hear from them that I want to share with you is regret. Regret over, you know, this really messy situation that I've created for myself or for my company and having to go back and spend a lot of time reworking processes, reworking systems, reworking the way they're selling, reworking the way they're delivering, streamlining things, noticing that they've made so many compromises and adjustments for clients over the course of time that they really don't have a recognizable business model as a result of that. So I think it's really important to know this no matter what level you are in your business, whether 
you're very new and getting started, you want to avoid creating this kind of Franken model or this make it work business model that I'll tell you more about what that actually means here in a minute, so that you don't have to clean up a bunch of things in order to support your growth. If you're already underway and you've been running a business and are generating revenue, this is really important because it will give you some areas to consider to to clean up and streamline so that going forward, your business is more simple to operate and you're making more impact for your end clients and ultimately your work is more profitable and you don't burn out. So that's what we're talking about today. And like I said, I'll go into more detail, but those were some of the inspirations behind this. Just really thinking about what themes I see working with consultants across so many different incomes levels and noticing this challenge of the make it work business model and wanting to bring this to your attention so you can either avoid it or clean it up or both. Okay, so with that, let's talk about today's specific agenda. We're going to dive into what is this make it work business model. I just gave you a little taste of it, little hint. Then we're going to talk about why it's a problem. Why does this matter? Then we'll dive into the root cause. So why are you doing this? If you're doing it, likely you are in some way. And then finally, we'll end up with what is the alternative? So what can you do about this to clean up your business model and make it easier to deliver, make it easier to juggle working on your business and in your business? balance that and ultimately not burn yourself out. Before I start into what is this make it work business model, I want to share with you the couple of companion resources that go with this episode. The first is the independent consultants scalability assessment. So if you go to icscorecard.com, so the two letters IC for independent consultants, scorecard.com, It will walk you through, I think it's about 25 questions to really give you a good measurement of where you're at in four key areas that support your business growth and ultimately uh, scalability. So with that, I would really recommend that you go take that. If you've already taken it, I recommend taking it every six months or so to see how you're progressing. It's going to give you a really detailed report on how you your business ranks against four key components and give you an action plan that you can start implementing to streamline your business and make it more profitable and more fulfilling to operate. And then the second companion resource, a while back I wrote a blog. I don't know that I've told you about it. So I wanted to let you know here because it goes with this episode really well, which is how to create a consulting business plan. And we'll put the link in the show notes. I'm not going to read off the URL because it's kind of long, but how to create a consulting business plan. And we're not talking about a business plan to get funded by a bank. That's not the goal here. This is a fit for purpose, really specific consulting business plan that you can leverage to operate your business, use as a guideline as to what it is you want your vision and what you want to be building and gives you all of that basically roadmap for you to grow your business and reach your business goals. So go check that out. The link will be in the show notes for that companion resource as well. I always like to give you very specific, actionable resources and steps in these episodes. Okay, so with that, let's dive into what is this I make it work business model or make it work business model. At a very high level, it sounds like this. The prospect 
or your consulting client or both, a consulting prospect or a consulting client, they ask you for X. You don't typically do X, but you agree to X almost immediately because you know you can make it work. Again, you're a consultant. You figure out how to solve problems for a living. Of course, you would have this as your default behavior that you can figure out how to make anything work for a client. But this becomes a pitfall. And I'll share that what that looks like specifically in a minute. But I want to give you some examples of what I'm talking about here. You may relate to some of these or all of them. So the first example, a prospective client, consulting client, asks you to tell them your hourly rate. Hey, give me your rate card. Even though you don't charge by the hour anymore. And then your brain kicks into gear and thinks, I know how to make that work. I have that. I used to do that. Not a problem. And you blurt it out. You either blurt out the rate or you agree to send them the rate card. It's because of this idea that I can make that work. I can make that work. In this case, it makes sense. They're asking me for my hourly rate. I don't want to create any undue conflict or issues. So I'm just going to give them the rate and you tell them or you agree to send them a rate card or something of that nature. The second example, your consulting client asks you to schedule a standing meeting on Fridays, even though that's your working on the business time. That's the time you've set aside to work on your business. But you think to yourself, I can make that work. And you say yes. And now you've got this exception. Or the third example you can likely relate to, your consulting client asks you to take on a follow-on engagement. They love the work you're doing. They have another piece of work they want you to do. But you know you've raised your rates or you've changed your rate structure since the time that you contracted with them for the work you're doing right now. But you end up thinking, I'll make that old rate work for them. I don't want to rock the boat. And you avoid bringing up the subject, agree to your current rate structure, and are in this make-it-work business model as a result of that. Hopefully that gives you some really good examples of it's almost this automatic response that ends up creating this make-it-work business model because you know as a consultant especially and the way your brain works, you can pretty much make anything work. You can figure it out. And as a result, that becomes an automatic response. You say yes to the clients and you think behind the scenes, I'll figure out how to make it work. And that's how you end up with this Franken business model. So what's the impact? Why does this even matter? Of course, you can make it work. That's not a problem. We know you can make it work. But what is the impact of you doing this time and time again, really uh, deferring or leaning on this idea of I can make it work and figuring out how to justify how to, you know, really make whatever decision is or proposal is or agreement that you made with the client work for you and your business? Over time, the impact is this Franken business where it's pieced together decision by decision. There's really no rhyme or reason or consistency. And it creates something that's less profitable, harder to operate, and more difficult to bring anyone on to help you, whether they be client-facing, such as a subcontractor, or even behind the scenes, like an executive assistant. If you don't have consistency, it can be really hard to explain all of these one-offs and exceptions that you've agreed to over time. The other thing that happens when you're in this make-it-work business model mode 
is you're eroding your own goals. You might have said, hopefully, some of you haven't. If you haven't set a goal yet, I strongly encourage you to do so. But you agreeing to this piece by piece by piece and this exception and that exception erodes your goals, your profitability, the flexibility you want in your business. You don't work on Friday, so you don't agree to Friday meetings. What is the alternative for the client instead of automatically agreeing? And the autonomy that you want to maintain in your business and for your lifestyle. Ultimately, if you keep doing this over and over again, agreeing to this exception or to that different process, it will burn you out. You've got all of these different moving parts and trying to keep everyone happy is almost like whack-a-mole. You're agreeing to this thing over here and then this problem pops up over there. It can lead to burnout. You've set up different rules in your business for a reason. Your operating hours, for example. You might want to work on client delivery Tuesday through Thursday from 9 to 3. And then you start agreeing to exceptions on Friday. And then you start agreeing to exceptions on Monday. And then you start agreeing to exceptions on Thursday afternoon. Over time, that wears you down and can lead to burnout for you. And you are your asset in your business. It also can create a dynamic where you're underutilized. You're taking on work that's not what you want to be doing or is less than what you're capable of doing or just simply isn't fulfilling. And so you're not realizing your full potential as a result of that. And then finally, over time, this make it work business model can make growing your business so much more difficult. Because you've got all of these different ways you're delivering for clients, different rates, different schedules. It can be really hard to grow your business and be able to leverage your own capacity, leverage the time that you have available for your clients. Make sure that you protect the time to work on your business. Of course, if you're not doing that, it's going to stall your growth create plateaus for yourself, even dips in your revenue. So that's why this can be a problem. But I get pushback. So let's talk about the but Melissa part of this equation, right? But Melissa, I love variety. But Melissa, I don't want to grow into a consultancy. I'm going to stay solo. So this isn't really a problem. I can be super flexible with my clients. Or I only have a couple of clients at any given time. Having any form of consistency isn't relevant to me. Or I'm okay with charging a lower rate, such as for that follow-on work that I just described, because I'd rather take a bird in the hand. You might be thinking all of this. Here's what I'm saying to you. The point of this episode is not for you to create a cookie cutter business. What the point of this episode is to you to say is create standards for yourself. What is your business model? What are your operating hours? How do you price your engagements? How do you handle follow-on work? Answering all of those questions about how you want to operate your business so you're clear and you know in advance how you want to handle every scenario in your business because you've made those decisions very purposefully and very intentionally. And then once a client or a prospect asks you for an exception, you pause. You might not answer right away. You don't operate off of default of I can make that work and automatically say yes and know that you're going to go back to your office and figure out how to do it. You're taking a moment 
and you're thinking about stopping and assessing and thinking about what you're agreeing to and the larger impacts on you and your business before you say yes or before you offer some kind of alternative to that prospect or to that consulting client. That's all I'm saying here. We don't need to make a cookie cutter business. You're a consultant and you love, likely you love variety and you want to have and maintain and protect that variety and that ability to pivot and that kind of thing. I'm not trying to take that away from you. What I am saying is you don't want to get into the habit of creating this make it work business model. This business model that you're agreeing to everything because you know you're someone who can make it work and you haven't thought through intentionally and purposefully what it is that you're agreeing to and the downstream impacts of what you're agreeing to. So hopefully that clears up what I'm calling this make it work business model and what it means and what it doesn't mean. So with that, let's dive into the root cause of why you might be doing this, why you might be basically agreeing to almost anything or everything your clients ask for or your prospective clients ask for. Why might you be doing this? Why are you agreeing to offer a rate card instead of doing value-based pricing, for example? Why are you agreeing to a standing meeting every Friday when that's not part of your operating model? And look, I do this sometimes myself. I do it purposefully. I don't just do it in the moment. So I'm not saying you can't have ever any meetings on Fridays or Mondays or whatever your business schedule is, but do it purposefully and intentionally. So why might you be doing this? It comes from the mental model against which you're running your business at the end of the day, right? The way you're thinking about it. And a lot of us think about things and the choices we need to make in our business from the perspective of all of these rules that we've accumulated over time, especially as employees. I should be responsive. I should be flexible. I should be amenable. I shouldn't be difficult. That's where it comes from. The thinking, the way that you're approaching and thinking about yourself and your clients and the way that you think business should be operated because you've accumulated this over time. It also comes from fear-based thinking. I'm going to lose this client if I don't agree to X, Y, or Z, or they won't want to work with me again if I don't agree to X, Y, or Z. That fear-based thinking, that scarcity-based thinking versus really being honest with yourself about what your non-negotiables are, what you are willing to negotiate on, and truly committing to those. And if you need a moment to decide on something that is a true deal breaker, a lot of times we don't even know if it's a deal breaker or not. We just automatically move into this fear-based thinking or this employee-based thinking about how we think we should be and don't even take a step back to say, you know what, that doesn't match up with I want my business model to be. That's the root cause. You're running these operating models in your mind, your mental models in your mind, and that is the root cause, which is so important to know because then it helps you to inform what you're going to do about it. And so as we wrap up this episode today, I want to talk about really specifically what to do about this. So we've got this make it work business model going. And again, if you're like most consultants, this is happening in some form or fashion in your business. It might be pretty much your entire business model, or it might be some component of your business, the way you're setting rates. Whatever that is for you, let's think about number one, where is this happening? So that's the first step of this process, what to do about this make it work business model. Step one, just make an audit for yourself. 
Where in your business have you implemented or are you operating this make it work model? List it all out. It could be for a certain type of client. It could be when your pipeline looks a certain way. So when it's more full, you might be doing this less often than when it's less full. It might be all the time. Think about in your business, where are you in this make it work mode? And then after you've identified all of those areas, then figure out what the impact is for each of them. Don't go through this exercise justifying or dismissing, oh, that doesn't count or that's not a big deal or I had to do that. Don't do that to yourself. Sit down and look at each of these areas where you have right now or in the past or anticipate in the future this make it work mode and identify the impact of each of those. That's data for you. Just because you've written down this is the impact doesn't mean you have to change anything. Doesn't mean you need to go back and renegotiate anything. Doesn't mean that you have to stop meeting with the client on Friday or whatever you agreed to. That's not the point of this. The point of looking at the impact of each of these areas in your business where you're creating this make it work dynamic is for you to really understand what that impact is and make a promise to yourself, make an agreement with yourself, create structure for yourself about what you will agree to moving forward, what you won't agree to moving forward, and use this information to support that type of planning. So that's the first step is that audit. Again, it's for awareness only, this audit. The second step is ask yourself the root cause of each of these. Why am I doing this? What am I afraid of? Why might not I be even avoiding a conversation with the potential client versus agreeing to whatever it is that I really don't want to be agreeing to from a structural perspective? Ask yourself for each thing that you identified in that audit step, why am I doing this? Get really clear and honest with yourself about what you might be afraid of. If you're operating your business out of fear, you're definitely in a spot where you're under earning, where you're leaving money on the table, where you're not reaching your full potential as a business owner. So identify those root causes so you can start tackling them. And then the third and final step to address this make it work dynamic in your business is to establish a go forward plan. It can be as simple as I know what my rules are, my rules of engagement. This is what my operating hours are. These are the weeks I work and don't work. Knowing and being really clear for yourself, this is my minimum baseline from a pricing perspective. Really get clear on what those boundaries are and then make an agreement with yourself when the client asks for something that is or could be an exception to the way you want to be doing business. Pause. Tell them, you know what? I need to think a little bit more about that. I'll get back to you here in a couple hours or tomorrow or by Friday. Pause. Base it on what you, being really clear about what you do, what you don't do, and what could be negotiable. And then you're leveraging just that simple thing. I'm pausing. I'm not agreeing in the moment because I know I can make it work. We know you can make it work, but that's what results in a business that's really unwieldy and hard to operate and exhausting. So build out that go-forward plan for yourself. Know exactly what it is you do, what you don't do, and what's negotiable. So you've got that in place before you have these types of conversations with prospects or with current clients. And then put in this process of just simply pausing when you need to, 
buying yourself some time so that you can think about things intentionally and purposefully versus agreeing to them out of default, out of your automatic way of being, out of uh, just thinking, I'll be able to make this work. All right? That's what I've got for you today. Don't forget to go take that consultant scalability assessment. It's at icscorecard.com. And also check out the link in the show note to the blog on how to create a consulting business plan. Again, it's not just for people starting out. It's for really you to start creating some of the structure that we talked about today, knowing what your rules of engagement are and your operating model, and then being able to answer more definitively when clients ask for exceptions and not fall into this trap of, I can make it work. All right. Great to see you today. And I will talk with you again next week. Take care. Thanks for joining me this week on the Grow Your Independent Consulting Business podcast. If you liked today's episode, I have three quick next steps for you. First, click subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to make sure you don't miss future episodes. Next, leave me a review in your podcast app so other independent consultants can find and benefit too. And finally, to put the ideas from today's episode into action, head over to melissalieberman.com for the show notes and more resources to help you grow your consulting practice from your first few projects into a full-fledged business. See you next week.